1: And on FM.
3: From the home of time.
1: This is Maritime Radio
4: Greenwich.
1: The innocent can never last Wake me up when September ends
4: Chant with everybody behind the ball as uh, Green prepares to chip this into the box in it comes over everybody's heads a flick on there's a flick
2: on from what looks like Clark Clark the captain certainly claiming it and they have the equaliser well, as I just said then it's uh, it's been coming It comes
4: the... and now the referee blows full time and you can hear the booze around the valley as another three points disappear for charlton
1: drenched in my pain
0: again becoming who we are
4: so you can hear the booze ringing out from uh, from uh, the charlton fans
1: the gets what I lost wake me up. One
0: September
5: ends. Very good evening to you and welcome to Joton Live here on Maritime Radio. This is the big match. Preview going to look ahead to Saturday's game uh, here at the Valley Against Rochdale. My name is Louis Mendez. Joining me in the studio here. At the Valley, CFC player commentator Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? Good, thanks, Lou. Yeah, you're uh, you're all right. You enjoy your stint back behind the microphone. Yeah, nice to be back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, didn't bring us any luck, unfortunately. But uh, we
2: haven't won a game since I started commentating. <laughs> we well, t- when I've been there. Yeah.
5: Have you ever attempted to uh, like lie and just pretend we have?
2: I uh, could do, I suppose. <laughs> I might try that next time.
5: Yeah, good good idea. Uh, and joining uh, the pair of us here at the uh, the studio at the Valley, Nathan Miller. How are you doing, Nathan? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. Glad to be back. Excellent. Excellent stuff. Right, on tonight's show, of course, we're going to be back at uh, Tuesday's uh, really disappointing game here at the Valley uh, with Oldham. We're going to hear from Russell Stave. We're going to hear from uh, Josh McGinnis. We're also going to discuss my exclusive interview with Tom Dryerson that appeared on uh, on uh, Tuesdays, uh, South London Press in the back pages. Tuesday, South London Press, and of course, I'm gonna, there's a part two of that interview tomorrow in the South London Press. i to give you uh, an idea of what's going to be in that later. on. I'm going to talk about the statement from Card uh, this week. They've announced that they're going to uh, continue well restart their uh, their protest from the uh, the home game against uh, Coventry coming up. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, someone uh, someone suggesting that maybe we should rename the Jimmy Seed Stand to something completely different. Uh, from a couple of weeks ago that we need to discuss but perhaps we might have chance to uh, talk about um the the situation that's been happening in football recently the the fraudsters and the bunksters and all that because a former Charlton player has been named as a uh, alleged uh, player in, in that little game uh, and then we'll go look ahead to Saturday's game with Rochdale I don't forget uh, Charlton connection this week is Dale Stevens so we want to hear your memories of uh Dale Stevens he played for both the Addicts and for the Dale so let's know uh, Rochdale Stevens, uh, <laughs> uh, your memories of him. But I mean, first of first. Let's get straight into it. Tuesday night's game here at the Valley. We just heard the uh, uh, the highlights of their goal. At least, I mean, that was a hugely disappointing performance, wasn't it, Tom?
2: It, yeah, it was. Um, well, nowhere near good enough. Really, we looked sloppy and sluggish in possession. We looked uninterested um, during the game. And I was saying to you before we went on air during the game when I was commentating, I, I sounded a bit more positive than than after the game because we it seemed like we were creating chances and then when you look back at the game as a whole you realise actually Solly makes that block on the line, Bauer makes a goal-saving tackle, when that Irwin came on in the second half we just couldn't handle him and Oldham for a team that hadn't scored or barely scored all season, uh, second bottom in the league must be low on confidence, sometimes they look like Barcelona, they were passing it around <laughs> us, they were moving the ball quicker than us. They just look so much better than us and probably should have won the game and Slade admitted that after the game as well.
5: I mean, the, the first 10 minutes set, set the pattern for, for the game as far as as far as Charlton were concerned. I mean, we were just dreadful in that first 10 minutes. We couldn't string two passes together, it seemed like.
3: Yeah, no, no. The Oldham come out of the traps and their their game plan uh, sort of caught us by surprise. They kept the ball. They, like Thomas was saying, moved it quicker and we genuinely didn't know what to do. I think we were a bit shell-shocked and maybe there was an element of complacency... St- sort of came into the team because we were literally outplayed by a team that, like Tom said, were struggling. But I remember the first time we saw Oldham come here and it was a different different right. game plan. They had like 11 men behind the ball and then just sat there. But they literally played us off of the park and then for the first time we got the ball down, which was what, 21 passes or something, we absolutely carved them open and scored. And then we just went back to the old let's lump it and then see where it goes and then hope someone falls over or something and then <laughs> but yeah so the opening 10 minutes you could sort of tell which way the game was going to go unless we had a sudden change of um, sort of strategy and stuff which obviously didn't come to fruition
5: yeah I mean the, we talked about the actual goal we did score if we try and take that positive from the game like um you know, it was—it was literally the first time we strung any passes together. I remember that the ball was going back towards Declan Rudd after a, a while. They put the video up today. Twenty-one passes altogether. Uh, the ball goes back to Declan Rudd about halfway through, and I remember thinking at the time, so, like people were getting frustrated because it was the first time we'd had any time on the ball, but and and we'd ended up going back. Well, I was thinking. It doesn't matter. Like We need to get a foothold in this game of football. Like We need to pass the ball amongst ourselves. And if we have to go back to Declan to keep it, then so be it. And, and
2: in the end, the goal came from it. Definitely. You'd argue, even after the result, you'd argue our players as individuals should have the better quality. And as you say, when we finally got our foot on the ball, it was a case of, right, let's just keep it for a bit. Let's be patient. Let's try and get a foothold in this game. Because until then, we hadn't got anywhere near. And as you say, there were some fans that got frustrated, but personally I just wanted us to just keep that ball and we'd seen the few times that we had ventured into their half the way we were getting through them is by going side to side and when we did that and stretched their five-man midfield those gaps would open up and Holmes got in it a couple of times, Olverstav found space a couple of times and obviously it was that time where Holmes was completely unmarked about 30 yards out and he was then able to drive forward and feed McGuinness and it was a really really well taken goal and it was almost like we used up all our creative passes and all our football in that one move, and that because that was really it. And after that, as I say, it was Oldham back on top again.
5: Yeah, because you'd expect a, a goal like to, to put us into the lead to, to be the Phillip that we needed to to turn around what had been a, a terrible form. but it, it really didn't, did it?
3: No, I mean, even going off like we sort of mentioned the sort of twenty one passes and stuff. But even without the ball, we were we weren't winning the first, the second, yeah. the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth balls. We weren't. We was getting nowhere near. They were they seemed to want it more you know i don't wouldn't say that we didn't try i just think they were first to everything headers tackles everything and they they put their bodies on the line and everything but we just couldn't we just looked shell shocked that's what it seemed to me we just didn't know what to do and everyone was sort of looking around there weren't no direction and but like you said you yeah. know we when we got it down and played we we should have sort of done it a bit more but for whatever reason maybe nerves i don't know but we just it just didn't click on the, on tuesday what well, did you
5: make of the uh, the line the, the starting lineup in partic- in particularly in the midfield i mean i think we did we start without a recognized winger, winger? Uh, we had home started, yeah, Holmes started. Oh, but um did he did he come off the bench yeah No, oh, oh, <laughs> come off the bench yeah oh, oh, so look he came off the apologies, bench Apologies. but still the, the the midfield there was it was mm. it's the same old story like that in was, the middle it's too slow. Like.
2: yeah that was the the one position I had an issue with. Uh, I think on Sunday's show I said I would have had Jacko and Olverstad in the middle and then two recognised wingers, so probably Holmes and Bataka because I thought Lookman probably deserved a bit of a rest and we could bring him on if needed. And to be honest, I maybe underestimated Oldham but I wasn't sure how much we would need Lutmann. Um So that was frustrating. But weirdly, apart from that, you know, going back four four two at home made sense. I thought starting Novak was right because he'd had a good game at Oxford in the second half the substitution Slade made he made them you know proactive because we were 1-0 up when he made the changes so all of that weirdly is an improvement on what we've had over the last few weeks we've been a bit critical of his delayed substitutions and his his tactics that he's played but it was just the individual performances just weren't good enough and that side out there should have been able to perform better Um, as I say in terms of the lineup, the one change I would have had is probably Bataka Mm. on the left and, and rested Crofts but I think Lewis said, or maybe Terry on Sunday, that Slade, you know, really rates Crofts and he mm. doesn't seem keen to drop him. Yeah, it's interesting
5: that uh, Jordan Botaka has been on Come Down with Me more often yeah. than he's <laughs> been on the football pitch recently. <laughs> uh, the, the, I mean, when when you're not playing well, and we were quite frankly dreadful on, on Tuesday, mm. with all, you know, it, it's important perhaps that if, if you're not at the best, if if you have managed to to get in the lead, that you try and see a game out, and we didn't do that either.
3: No, and it's, the thing is, we've we've harped on about the the Jacko at left left mid for God knows how long and you know, we know he's not a left mid midfielder, but when he plays there we have such an imbalance in that in that midfield mm-hmm. because it's natural for him to drift inside. And even if we when we go to spring and attack we've got Jacko on the left wing who's limited, he's not gonna go and take on a man and you then you've got Morgan who's got overlap and then it just makes it just seems a little bit more disjointed and their their goal, which came from Uh, It was a Fox challenge, was it? Because he was out of position. But it was in the middle of the park because we were so pedestrian and so we were so slow. And they found all these different bits of pockets of space because we weren't defending as a team. We weren't defending as a unit. So and and I think that sort of escalated. And it was just that was probably for me the most frustrating because we just looked so pedestrian and second Mm -hmm. best at everything. Which I'm not used to seeing. I'm used to seeing someone with a bit of pace, with a bit of explosive pace to sort of get about. But we look so one-dimensional in that middle. And I think
2: it's been a problem for Lookman over the past couple of games Mm. is that he started on his own as a natural wide man. Mm. So they target him and that completely nullifies us. And then Mm. in this game it was Holmes and he was completely nullified apart from that one time he finally got away and scored. And I don't understand why Slade's... So adamant that he doesn't want to play two wide men because that takes the pressure off the other. That was what we did, I think, at Shrew- Shrewsbury. I think we played them both. And we just look so much more direct because you're able mm-hmm. to go side to side a lot quicker. But as Nafe says, if, if Holmes has the ball and goes, it can't go wide because Jacko's come inside too often. Mm-hmm. In terms of a striking partnership as well,
5: I mean, I, I, Novak and McGuinness for me, they, they don't look like they're going to work together as a partnership. I mean, we've seen Novak and a Jose at the start of the season at Welling as well, where they, they seem to have a little thing going. McGuinness and a Jose at times, Walsall, where they've had a little thing going. I don't know if Novak and McGuinness between them perhaps too slow and. Novak's Novak unable really to chase onto the flick-ons yeah. and, and the free balls from from Josh McGuinness.
3: No, they, exactly. And what happens is when you've got when you play with when you play with two similar strikers, they're sort of like target men. McGinnis especially. You're either relay, relying on flick-ons, which you're going to need someone quick to go in behind, or if he holds the ball up well, you're going to need that midfield to push up yeah. and in support. But when you're looking at the likes of Jacko Crofts and Alvarstad, they're not. The sort of players are going to get in and around and sort of go ahead of the ball. The only person who's going to do that is home. So then we've got Novak, McGuinness and Holmes, really the only ones who are going to get beyond that ball until Lutman comes on or, you know, Bataka <laughs> should be doing that. So when when you've got two similar players like that, it's not going to work yeah. at home. Yeah. But then if you play a Jose, we're not playing to a Jose's strengths, which is why he hasn't done anything. Both of these goals have come from McGuinness's. One header and one across. We're not playing to a Jose strength. So we've, we've got to play with a Jose down the channels, which he can do or we'll get him inside the box. We're not doing that at the moment. Yeah.
5: Uh, James Madison has tweeted in at Chelten Live. Don't forget you can contact us as well. You can email studio at Chelten You can tweet us at Chelten Live. James Madison said, The club will never move forward and progress all the time. These owners are ruining Chelten. The only way is down. The team and the squad is suffering because yet again the manager wasn't backed and not given the squad and players he needed. I mean, Would you guys make of that? I mean, obviously it's too, it's too late now. We're in, we're in the, we've we've gone beyond the transfer window. I mean, the perhaps we're starting to show in the squad now. In terms of, we're just wondering about whether that midfield is exactly where it needs to be.
3: Well, we 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 could have said that. We all of us knew that was going, this is going to happen when the window was shut. We all knew. You know, people are crying out for a creative midfielder. I agree to an extent, but I think we still need a central midfielder who has that element of pace like a Jordan Cousins that can turn defence into attack with a, just by running with the ball, which we don't have. Um, and like I said, there's going to be holes because we've got a lot of players that are lacking in pace and very similar. You know, you've got the overstad the Jackos, the Foley's and the Crofts. They're all very similar. They're all quite defensive-minded. They like to spread the ball, but you've got no one who ironically a stevens you know someone who can make something out of nothing or and this is the problem now because this is what we've got until january um and i don't know what wild card russell has up
2: his sleeve i really don't i don't don't. think he does in the squad really so now
5: now the question is is playing devil's advocate are we getting carried away uh you know it's it's, it's, we're on a run of poor form now Mm. we haven't won in what five or six uh we played terribly on tuesday but we played well at Scunthorpe. we played Mm. you know took a Oxford was a fairly average performance. I thought we played well at well at Scumford. You know, are we getting carried away? Are we as bad as we're making out? Are we? Is is there something that, that we can see us t- turning around? I mean, the league's still quite tight at this time. I th-
2: it has to be something we turn around because I think the the squad and the players we've got are better than what they're showing. So, I don't think that we have to accept that this is how it's going to be for the whole season. You know, we got a manager who's who's done okay or well at some of his previous clubs. We've got players you look at the players we brought in a lot of them were top performers for their clubs last year so if they can pick up and get their confidence going and start getting wins you would argue that we should expect you know a good run i don't think we're in a position uh, and i hope this isn't the case where we're going to be a bottom you know even a bottom half side really i think the players that we've got i think over the season that's going to show but we just—we seem to say it every season at the moment. We just need to get that first win on the board, or not first, but first for a while, to get things up and running, mm-hmm. and then maybe a little run of confidence will will sort of get back in that team. But I don't, I, yeah, I don't think we're getting carried away because we have been poor in recent games. But uh, we do need to turn it around soon.
5: Mads is coming again. He says that uh, Novak and uh, McGuinness are too similar. And when a Jose uh, a Jose finally came on, the first thing we did was lump it up to him. A Jose yeah. needs low. Quality yeah. balls. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I've got to say low quality balls on air. Got away it, <laughs> cool, <wait a laughs> bit. right? Let's uh, let's hear what Russell Slade had to say on uh, on um, uh, uh, to, to Terry. Came uh, very kindly came to speak to us uh, after Tuesday, and I think he gave uh, a fairly honest assessment of uh, of what was uh, a disappointing performance.
4: Joined in the studio uh, by Russell Slade after a, a one nil draw here at the Valley, and uh,
1: Russell, that must be a really frustrating evening for everybody concerned, I guess. Yeah yeah no obviously um, bitterly um disappointed tonight if I'm honest and um the players are as well the staff are every, everybody is took a step backwards tonight um, it's difficult to put your finger on one thing but th- there were a lot of things um missing from our game tonight um that, are, that we've not seen tonight so we you know we're highly disappointed and in terms of individual performances n- not 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 too much to shout about tonight so um, back to the drawing board a little bit, um, which is disappointing. But sometimes you know when you put in a new team together, you have these setbacks. It's uh, how you react now and how you recover, um, and how you progress. Because at times we look dysfunctional tonight. I know.
4: So it's difficult to put your finger on it. But uh, do you look at perhaps you know a, a confidence thing? Because uh, uh, we are trying to get that win uh, after after a winless round. Honestly, run. I
1: think a lot of things in, in these in, in these situations. When your team's dysfunctional, there's, there's probably there's probably several reasons, really. We didn't take the ball well, didn't pass the ball well um, in, in terms of our units. I'm not sure our units were as together um, as we have been. Um, our decision-making at times was poor. Um, when we got it right, when we got it right and we did move the ball quickly, we, 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 we looked fine. We looked fine, but there was... So little of that tonight, which is the frustrating thing. Um, when we did, we got a great goal tonight.
4: Oh, uh, and of course, <coughs> even then, could have still won it with uh, with the Lookman effort, uh, which kind of off the bar, but you, you have to give Oldham some credit in the to the oh, no, chance themselves. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And, and, and to be fair to them, um, we wouldn't have deserved the win. There's, there's times this season that I felt that we have deserved a, a little bit more than, <coughs> than the point. Uh, not tonight.
4: There seemed at times, especially in the second half, there was, a, there was quite a big gap between uh, the forward line uh, and the rest. Yeah, yeah, is absolutely. That, is that down to also, because um, we're playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, is, is there anything to do with uh, the sort of um weirdness? Well, it's
1: certainly, it certainly, they were quicker to the ball, um, we looked a, a good deal leggy uh, than what they were, um, having played that extra game last week Um whether that caught up with us is one might have a little reason, but there, look, I'm not. There's no excuses. There's no excuses because um, I, th- I think there were so many little things wrong with the performance tonight. Got a chance to to make amends, of course, uh, fairly quickly
4: on Saturday again at home. Uh, obviously, the frustration uh, felt its way to the or moved its way to the fans as well. Uh, everybody, I'm sure, will be keen to to put that right.
1: Yeah, no, we we definitely we definitely, and, and and we should be we should be grateful. Um, that we have an opportunity at home um, we should embrace it, it's a challenge I know but we should embrace it and, and try to put on a really good performance for our fans on will Saturday. You, will
4: you be looking to, to make changes uh, I mean I don't know if um, uh, Pierce will be uh, available or not but will you be looking to
1: try and freshen things up a bit? Yeah yeah if P S E gets through his protocol on Thursday uh, he could well train have a light session and could well be then available for Saturday so you know that that's one that could come back into contention but um those th- those players that didn't work part of that tonight um will feel that you know gloves are off and there's an opportunity perhaps beckoning for them
4: so you expect a few knocks on the door uh, between now and saturday
1: yeah 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 and i can understand why
4: um just a final thought i mean as i said the fan, the frustration felt the fans i'm sure you can understand that yeah absolutely they were right they were
1: right it was um it was poor performance tonight and um as i say we're all disappointed with that um, it's gone now. We we will have to we'll have to make that up on Saturday. Do something about it, and uh, you know, push ourselves down and ensure that individually and collectively we've performed to a much higher level on Saturday. I
4: well, appreciate your honesty. Appreciate you coming as well, Russell, okay. and uh, look forward no to problem. Saturday.
1: live from, the home, of from time, the home of time this is maritime radio greenwich
5: carol a heavy defeat at burnley today how do you sum that one up we were good charlton live talking about charlton live here on maritime radio there we heard the thoughts of uh, of russell's side one, one thing I, I, I was saying that was coming out of uh, of the ground on tuesday i think i said it to the pair of you actually is like um Unlike some of the managers, in fact, that one of the ones we just heard there, who who would often try and turn a pretty negative performance into a positive in his post-match interview, I think the, the one thing you can say is that Russell Slade will come out and he'll be very honest when when we play
2: badly. Yeah, definitely. I was um, sitting on, on the press conference straight after the game, and he he didn't mess around. He came in and he, straight away. First thing he said was we weren't good enough, and the second thing was that that Oldham deserved to win and. One of the things he mentioned there was obviously that Lutman chance, which I don't think we talked about earlier, where it crashed off the bar. And even he admitted, well, that would have papered over cracks. And um, you know, we think back, because I think you were saying earlier, are we getting carried away? You think back to the Oxford game, we had that McGuinness header that was saved right near the end. And at this game, we had the Lutman chance. That could have been six points instead of two. But I think in both of those examples, it would have papered over the cracks. And it's nice to have a manager that's honest enough to just come out and admit that.
5: John Pitcher says, we need to play 4-2-3-1 formation, play Holmes, Lookman and Botaka across the field as attacking midfielders. That's something uh, uh, to think about. i had a comment on the uh, on Life Forum as well. Addict says, uh, he, wants to, he wants to ask us about two senior players who have not played yet so far this year, Teixeira and Barr. Uh, he says, I know that you guys don't think highly of Barr, but given our struggles with athleticism and technical ability in central midfield, surely he's worth at least a run out in the checker trade check-or-trade-yourself-before-you-wreck-or-trade-yourself uh, trophy. <laughs> uh, if his attitude is rubbish, then either coach it out of him or find him every week. We don't have a big enough squad to be picky. I mean, like Barr's been training when he under-23s. Mm. Um, share, I understand. I, f- I don't think Russell Slade's too keen on Teixeira for whatever reason. I mean, what would you guys make make of those two players? Uh,
3: yeah, so with, with, with Barr, I know... I know. He's the sort of player you know where I've, I think we need him so, you know with a bit of pace and he can spring it but there's obviously something that's gone gone on behind the scenes for you you just don't turn up one day and then all of a sudden you t- train with the under 23s there's obviously something that's gone on there um I don't I don't think he's English he's the greatest diver I don't think um and maybe Russell just doesn't think he's up for the fight and you know and if you're gonna if you've got someone like that we're gonna need these sort of players because last year we all kept banging the drum saying that we need players that are up for it. We need players in this, so it'll be hypocritical for us to say, "Oh, we'll just play him anyway because we're desperate." Um, to share, uh, I think I he's a good player, um, but I think we all know he. I, well, I think I don't think he'll be here in January, and I think it'll be a. It's a perfect time to blood Lennon and Esri, and I'd rather give them the game time and let them develop than... Player, player that we're just going to end up going anyway I think we've got Piercy and Bauer anyway unless we're obviously on, to bare bones then yeah probably playing but I'd, I'd just stick with Lennon and Ezra and let them get them their game time uh,
5: Jim Dutton the grandson of Jimmy Seed uh, emails in some of our best players from last year were sold others are out on loan uh, we then bought players deemed suitable for the first division as in League One uh, with the result that we now have an average first division team I'm not sure why we're expected to be uh, automatic promotion candidates under these circumstances. Botaka might make us le- less predictable. Give him, give him a chance, uh, and uh, and then he adds. Uh, uh, Fane, Fane was excellent for Old and Worth buying. I'd say. Oh, Fane, Fane yeah, in the middle.
2: Yeah. yeah, he did have a good game actually. Yeah.
5: Um, so yeah, so well, you talking about the level of the squad saying we're buying League One players, I guess. But you know, you, you, you trusted Slade to to get the sort of players we, we wanted. Whether we got enough, we don't know. I mean. The likes of a Jose got hatfuls of goals last season. Mm. Novak got a good good return of goals last season. McGuinness has looked okay so far. You know, the sort of players that you expect us, as, as we've already said, we'd expect, we expect we should expect to be perhaps better than what we are.
2: Yeah, I think with League One and with a lot of English football, particularly lower leagues, you're going to come up against big, robust sides. We saw that especially against Bolton. But uh, I think one thing that always works against those kind of sides is pace. And we've seen it in the games where we have done well is that pace works. And that's why I'm confused why Russell very rarely, if at all, plays two of Lukman, Holmes and Bataka. And Jose has obviously fallen out of favour recently as well because that sort of pace is going to scare opposition players because although they're quite big and they're strong and they're powerful, they haven't got that quality and that, that pace to track back and attack those players. So if you introduce that pace and quality, you're going to score the goals. And that's where we have done a lot of times. And that's why it's frustrating because... I do think we've bought maybe League One standard players, but I don't think they're average League One players. I think mm. they're higher up the table than that, and we definitely should be doing better than we are.
5: Right, That player who did score the goal against Oldham Athletic here on Tuesday was Josh McGuinness, and he came into the press conference after the game. This is what Josh McGuinness said after that uh, very disappointing one-all draw with Oldham.
6: Jimmy, where did you make of that? I, mean, I don't think anyone, Russell, came in and said he was obviously pretty disappointed with it
7: all, but what yeah. about yourself? Yeah, I think the same. I think that's probably... The worst we've been since since I've been here in terms of with the ball and without the ball. I think um, not really individually, but just collectively, we just we weren't at it, um, which is unfortunate because after two away dr- well, two away draws really that's what you want to do, take points from your away games and win your home games. And we came into this game with a lot of confidence, but to get the first goal and then to concede so late, it feels more like a defeat than than a draw. But for me and the squad, it's all about taking the positives, and the positives is we, we, we didn't get beat. You know, we, we played not to our best of our ability and, and, and still got a point, so we know that if we can up it and, and add a bit more to the game that, that, that these draws are going to turn into wins. So It's a lot better than losing. I'm sort of an optimist. You know, I'll always look for the positives, and for me, we've just got to keep going and stay together. In
6: terms of the goal, you haven't played particularly well up to that point in the team, and then you get the lead. Sometimes that kind of settles the team and performance down a bit, but it didn't seem to have an yeah. effect tonight.
7: Yeah, it? you're right. That's, it's, I think it was just one of those nights at the office, as they call it. Um, normally we've got enough quality and, and, and experience in the team to sort of to, to see these games out and know when to, to play and when not to play, and tonight, unfortunately for us, it, that just didn't happen. But we know we're a strong team. Uh, we've got a lot of quality and, and and a lot of ability and a lot of experience. and. It's just up to us to, to put it right on Saturday, another home game uh, against Rochdale, and, and just show the fans who who pay their their well earned money that 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 we formidable formidable force in in this league.
6: Despite the blues, the players you could see everyone clapping the fans after Russell said afterwards. Fans are entitled to that kind of reaction tonight with the, the fact the team didn't really click
7: out there. Yeah, of course they are. You know, it's it's a Tuesday night. You know, I think. They, they, there's probably they've got families, they've got stuff to be doing, but they come, they pay the, their money that they've earned during the week, and, and they expect to be entertained. And, and when they don't, or they don't feel that they're being entertained, they have a right to have an opinion, and, and that's the way they they voice it. You know, fans are are the, are the football club. You know, they they are a massive part. Without the fans, it's it's it would be very difficult for a football club to to, to, to go on. So it's up to us as players and and, and everyone at Charlton to make sure that we're doing everything we can to. to to, to please the fans really because at the Valley it's a formidable place to come and, and when the fans are absolutely at it and, and we're giving them something to cheer about they're, they're basically the 12th man so it's up to us to, to do our job and, and it's an entertainment business and, w- and we have to do that we've got to take it on the chin of course there's a lot of, a lot of unhappy people because they expect us to win. Starting Athletic, it's a maths club. We ourselves expect each each other to win and and, and to be a successful team. So we're feeling their pain as, as, as just as much as they are, and it's it's important that that we just all stick together and and, and go on to the Rochdale game on Saturday. There's
6: almost a bit of magic from Adam Ola at the well in the second half there when yeah. he came on. That. Comes back off the bar. I know. It's, oh, no. he it's was just. really a moment of skill, wasn't it? On the night where there wasn't a lot of ingenuity, mate. No, exactly.
7: I you know. And he's, he's got that, that ability to do it, just create something for himself. And he's an absolute game changer. And it's, it's, it hits the, the middle of the crossbar, doesn't hit the underneath, and then goes in the net. And the rebound comes out, and it's just too high for nose. It's just those those little things that aren't going for us at the minute. And we know that, that the tides will change, and one of those balls will drop to one of us. So we're, It'll, a, a ball will flash across a goal and hit one of us and go in. So we're riding a bit of an unlucky wave at a time. That that's is football. It's 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 up or, or down. You're never really in between. It's it's just the business you're in. But something else that we can't get too high when we're winning and we can't get too low when we're when we're not performing and we've just got to keep a level head and and just take the confidence out of every game and, and, and go on to the next one and, and prove that, that, that we are a team that, that everyone can be proud of really. You
6: took the goal well you said the twenty one Thought at the time there was quite a few The club 21 passes yeah. in
7: that build-up. It was a fluid move. Yeah, that was the thing of of the two chances, the two great chances we created. One was the goal, which I managed to score, which is always good to score. But and again, Addy, you know, keeping the ball and and, and showing the, the experience and the ability that we have to, to, to be a footballing team. And it's just a shame that we didn't do that more often in the game and and, and create those chances. But <sighs> there is a silver lining on and, and, and every cloud, you know, you I mean so. We're going to take those positives, we're going to analyse the game and as you say it was 21 passes, we managed to get the goal and then off Addie's crossbar was another time of, of a good pattern of play as well so we've just got to add all those together, we've got to be resilient we've got to know when to play in the right areas and and, and when to dig deep and stuff like that so we know we've got it in us and we've just got to dust ourselves down and, and, and go on Rochdale.
1: How frustrating was it for you personally? Um, towards, uh, towards, as the game wore on in the second half, became more and more isolated.
7: And uh, it's hard, yeah, especially when when the other team have so much possession of the ball. When when you're expected to to sort of dominate the game, but it was it was that sort of game when the other team has possession. You, Your two banks of four really have to be to be contact and and without being anyone to be able to play through you. So if that means for me that I have to be isolated or I have to play up front and on my own more than, than than the games before, then that's just what I'm gonna to have to do. If that's what the manager and, and the team needs for me. I'm I'm a team player, I'm just gonna do whatever needs to be done to make sure that I'm I'm doing my bit for the team. So some people may seem frustrating, but that's just the part of football. I'm, I, I pride myself on working hard for the team, and the fact when needs to be done, I'll just continue to do it. And what do
3: you think needs to
7: change, or is it just a case of riding the luck, as you say? Just riding, it, yeah, it's a case of riding the luck. I think, as anyone can see, it was it was a bad performance. Um, I think we've just got to keep calm and just stay together. As 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 I've said, we've got a lot of quality in the team. Um, We've got no bad eggs, we've got no arguments or anything like that happening. It's just, that's just what happens in football. I think people are expecting wins because of the, the stature of the club and, and us as players are, are fully aware of that. You've you've got to t- take each game as serious, as possible serious as you can and, and that's what we're doing. But unfortunately, we're not winning games and when you're not winning games, there's there's questions to be asked and it's just up for us to, to answer them as, as each game goes by.
4: Cousins. lovely ball into the part of Goodmanson can he take his man on oh, he does he's trying to be pulled back but he's in the area the ball across to Vedicale and there's a goal Charlton have the lead again super work firstly from Henderson that rolled it out of Cousins who did a pinpoint pass into the part of Goodmanson and instead of Goodmanson going on his own a slide ball ball across the penalty area picked out Vedicale who buried his chance and Charlton 2-1 up
1: Chalton Live From the, home of, from the time. home of time This is Maritime Radio Grenet.
5: So Welcome back, Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio This is a Big Match Preview looking ahead to Saturday's game with Rochdale uh, Within the next half an hour, tweet in from uh, Bob Liscombe says, things can only get better better now than 10 games from the end of the season in Russell, we believe so uh, Bob Liscombe is a uh, uh, he's got his fingers crossed for uh, for an improvement. He believes it, it will do. Right, uh, Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> anyone who noticed I wasn't here on Sunday might have been wondering why. I, I, uh, I was busy because I was writing up uh, an interview that I'd done, an exclusive interview in the South London Press with Thomas Drys and the Mystery uh, Network scout that we'd all heard so much about over the last few weeks. Um, uh, Thomas uh, came into contact with me and he wanted to do an interview uh, just to just to sort of clear his name, get his name, get his his side of the story out there, and I was uh, more than happy to uh, to to allow that to happen, uh, and, and and we did a bit of an interview over over his Twitter account actually, uh, and um, and uh, yeah, put that out in in the South London Press on the, on uh, Tuesday. The second part of that interview is going to be tomorrow, uh, but what what did you guys make of the uh, of, of the interview from from Thomas Dryson uh,
2: Tom Wallin? Um, I. It's difficult. I think it comes across as quite naive. Um, it doesn't really, to me, answer the question of why he's being allowed to scout players at a championship or League One level football club in England. Um, I was on a completely personal view, I think if any of us had the chance to do it, we probably would and I don't necessarily have an issue with him. Um, but. Uh, the whole idea of forcing players on the manager that he kind of tries to deny and says, you know, we were just helping him by giving him as much information as he can. Well, Powell didn't want those players in the first place and he, so they were still forced upon him and I think it doesn't really answer any questions or make the network sound sound any better than, than I suspected it was. Um, it was obviously interesting to hear from someone inside. I'd like to know what, what certain people who, who employ him think of of him coming out and saying it, but um, yeah, it's still it's just upsetting to see for me that you know seeing a bit more information inside of it that that's how a football club that I've supported for twenty odd years is, is being run. Uh,
5: Thomas said that he felt like the, uh, the the club was just being run by any other any other club in in, in his opinion. What um, did you make it out of
3: that? i I'd have to disagree. <laughs> um, I agree with exactly what Tom said um, in terms of. Why it's him in that position, and you know, on a personal level, uh, personal level, you know, I have nothing against the guy at all. But um, is it being run as a similar club as any other club? No, because I don't know of any other club that has had the bad sort of PR that it has, and that they're you know, no offense to Thomas, but who's not really qualified enough to sort of go and do scouting. I mean, it's not like you can just. You've got to go to proper courses to get scouting and coaching and stuff. But, um, yeah, I, d- I, just, I, I don't think it is run, uh, you know, in a similar sort of fashion. But, um, yeah, no, the ar- the article was, was a good insight and it was quite a good... I think it was quite a good piece for everyone to read because it's very rare that we get sort of yeah, stuff like that. So that it was a means. great little piece from you. So, yeah, it was great for everyone to read and obviously... I think there might be some more or something. So yeah, it'd be great.
5: Yeah, we got we got some more in in the SLP tomorrow. I, you know, too much because obviously you got to go out and buy the paper. But, uh, uh, Tom Thomas to talk about the sort of um, t- t- talks about his relationship uh, with each manager that we've had within the time frame. Uh, he talk about a, a couple of players that come in. I tried to push him on a few of them, but he, we, we only sort of talked in the end about a couple of them. that they've come and gone. Uh, and uh, yeah, so so be inter- and also what he thinks think uh, John will do this season as well? So if you, if you pick up the SLP uh, tomorrow, you'll be able to see the second part of that. And if, if you don't live in South London, if you live uh, uh, abroad or outside of South London, where it might as well be abroad if we're being honest, uh, you can uh, you can go onto the SLP's website uh, and there's a way you can download a digital copy of the the newspaper. You can get a seven day pass for a pound. So. Uh, if you if you do that, you'll be able to look back at the other day as well and, and look at them both. Um, now, now, lastly, I mean, T- Thomas came to me to do the interview. He, um, I <laughs> if if anyone uh, saw me on what night was it? It must have been Thursday night, I think it was. Yeah, Thursday night. I, I, I tweeted that I got followed by Thomas Dryden thinking it was a fake account. Uh, and then it became quite apparent that it wasn't a fake account. We did all the, the checks and all that. Um, so, so he contacted me, and, and and like I say, he wanted to he wanted to to speak to me, get his story his story out there. I mean, f- from my point of view, brilliant. <laughs> I mean, uh, like I say, I, I, I think we got I think Richard got a lot of a lot of hits on his website, and uh, hopefully sold a fair few papers, and, and a lot of people were very interested. And in I was very interested to hear what he had to say as well. I mean, do you think it was do you think it was unwise from from him, or or the, or the right thing to do to get his side of the story out there?
3: Uh, <laughs> Uh, he's probably a bit naive on his part because um, again I don't know if it's going to get him in a a bit of bother with his um, line manager or um, uh, yeah but maybe he just wanted to he's maybe heard and seen and read a few things which he might think was untrue and Mm -hmm. wanted to put the record straight so I don't blame him for doing Mm -hmm. so but I've do, uh, do I think that it's probably got him in a bit of bother? Probably. In the, yeah. Again, I don't know, but it might get him in a bit of trouble. I can
5: give you actually a couple of exclusive lines for Channel Live here tonight, actually, because um, uh, a couple of bits which haven't made it into tomorrow's piece. I've just seen the piece uh, finalised as, as I wrote it. And it's, everything I put in there has got in, which is good. But um, uh, just a couple of exclusives here for Channel Live. Thomas Dryson uh, confirms that he doesn't work in his underpants. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, he says that he, he, uh, he had heard his, uh, his nickname Mowgli <laughs> uh, and, and he he'd found it funny. To be fair, uh, he, he doesn't seem too bothered about people, what people say about him. Mm. Um, uh, but like I said, there, there's plenty more in the uh, in the um, South London Press tomorrow. And Bob Liskin has asked, uh, uh, I hope you asked Thomas why he thought Yam was crap. And uh, the, the questions asked, and obviously the answers uh, in there uh, in the, in the South London Press tomorrow, which uh, hopefully you'll, you'll go out and you'll spend your your fifty p on all good South London. Uh, uh, news agents and I'm sure some of the rubbish ones as well right uh, email in from Cappuccino uh, it says I, firm, I firmly believe that we have a squad capable of promotion but we can't afford to drop points at home against Gimmies uh, teams such as AFC and Oldham Sheffield and uh, Scunfort will expect to pick up all points against these types of teams especially at home Slade needs to set his team up to win not to save a point because I mean, that is something people have talked about ne- and like, what, what feels like negativity and I guess when when you, when you look at the fact that we're, say we're, say we're only starting with the one winger Mm-hmm. You know, against teams that we feel like we could rip them into. Like I said, was, was it Shrewsby we had? Was it Lookman and, and, yeah, th- and I'm home. sure yeah. we played both and, of them. And Holmes at the same time. So, you know, when, when you're playing a Leicester team, older, we've done
2: nothing this season. The thing mm-hmm. is, as well, like, he set up with the four five one with with one winger and we got a draw. Uh, and I there, I had no problem with that. It sounded like a pretty good game as well. I listened to it on the radio and, you know, they're top of the league. Their home record up until that point was unbelievable. Um, so I completely understand it but then we went away to Oxford and played exactly the same eleven. and you think Oxford aren't scum it's a different type of opposition uh, you know their expectations are different their recent form is different and so that really frustrated me and that was certainly negative and then going into this game he's gone 4-4-2 which you know you'd expect at home but um, he hasn't played a Jose who's got that pace and again he hasn't played the two natural wingers so mm. it is it's getting that mentality that we Instead of being a side that are afraid to lose, we need to be a side that are going to go out there and win. And I talked on Sunday's show, and I think I talked during commentary on Tuesday as well, about us needing to dictate the play, not reacting to other teams. And even against Oldham, we didn't manage to do that. They pretty much dictated the game, apart from that one move where we scored our goal.
5: Muttley, CAFC on Chuckle Knight Forum says Texas is the best centre back in the division and he scores goals. That's Teixeira. Uh, we shouldn't care if he has gone in January. We should use him now. Our midfield is slow and lacking in ability, bar. Would be a hell of a risk, but playing a ponderous midfield that can't compete is an even bigger risk. The midfield needs emergency treatment. What would be wrong with seeing how they go in the EFL? Uh, the EFL trophy coming up on next Tuesday, isn't it? Uh, if they refuse to play, suspend them and save the money. I don't, I don't think it's a, a case of them refusing to play. Mm. I think, I don't know if it's a lay questioning perhaps with Bar because he is with the 23s he did sort of seems to, seem to question his hunger to play for the for the first team so you can understand yeah. I mean, like, the EFL trophy who cares really yeah. playing cruelly
3: well that's what I mean but uh, can they play because they don't you have to have like five of yeah, the first they,
5: they, eleven they or... could be two of the ones who are not in the first yeah. team could play. so they, they could conceivably play as well if mm. we want to right uh, email in from uh, Mark Wilson we've got an email in from Dan Farm, which we're going to come on to shortly because we're going to talk about card in a minute but the first thing is uh, this is something you you guys were planning on talking about on Sunday but uh, you just ran out of time because uh, uh, there was uh, a lot to talk about after the Oxford game last week. But um, uh, this, uh, the, the Jimmy Seed stand, as we know, uh, uh, Jim Dutton, is the, Jimmy Seed's grandson, who's already uh, emailed into the show this evening, decided to uh, withdraw his... Uh, his support uh, for for working with the club in order to to get the um the sign refurbished i 'm fairly confident we could have had that done by now i don 't know how long that takes but um not us yeah <laughs> not me personally i 'm not that tall but um uh, yeah. mark mark wilson uh wanted to react to the fact that after Jim Dutton decided to um withdraw his support um, and i 'm not going to name names because it 's a bit it's, a too, it's slight it's, this and is, this is a particular topic that i haven 't a particular person i haven 't talked about too much because it's not my style to name names but it's, it's, the stories come up and, and we'll, so we'll talk about so there's a, a relative of a club official who, who's been going on Facebook on the there's fa- there's various Facebook groups where they talk about uh, the club and uh, there's uh, uh, def- definitely recommend if you're on Facebook to, to look out for the I think it's like an unofficial Charlton one but there's plenty of people on there uh, if you want to talk about Charlton and uh, this this particular uh, a, a wife of a Charlton official says uh, that if, uh, if Jim Dutton doesn't want to uh, it was a bit impolite of Jim Dutton to refuse to work with the club on this one, maybe they should rename the Jimmy Seed stand. So the reaction from, from Mark Wilson is as follows uh, the Jimmy Seed stand was and is named after one of the greatest achievers in the history of the football club. His, ex- his exploits will never be equaled either at Chowen or at any other football club in this history, uh, in this country. He is, right, he is rightly in, and the only Chowen individual to have a stand named in his honour. So to hear then, obviously hard of thinking individual suggested, perhaps out of spite misguided loyalty or for some other peculiar a reason that the name of the stand should be changed is ridiculous to the extreme. However this is not the worst of it. The fault lies at the horrendous group that currently owns the club. How dare they let the signage on that important stand fall into such disrepair? It's disrespectful, but sadly not very surprising. The fact there is an issue around the naming of the stand is entirely at the fault of the CEO. This is one of the very, very many mistakes that Katrine Mayer uh, should be learning from. She should apologise for the state of the signage, get it fixed, and make sure it is not allowed to fall into such a poor state again while she's at Cholton. And let's hope that that is not for much longer. Uh, keep up the good work. Thank you for your email, Mark. I mean, what do you guys make of that?
3: Yeah, no, um, I, I've started uh, at the beginning of these um, uh, email. I couldn't put it better. You know, Jimmy Seed was, you know, is a legend to this club from what he'd done. And regardless of, you know, who is, who, who's in charge of, you know, we should never let that sign get to the way it is because it does look a bit... Um, trying to use a polite word, dilapidated. Yeah, that there could, we go, yeah. dilapidated. It, yeah, it looks, it's awful, um, and it you know, and
5: it it, 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 look, it looks a bit like our midfield at times. Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> grey. <laughs> 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 but no, it, we need, we need, we need to, um, we need to get it done, and it should have been done ages ago. And even if just because Jim doesn't want to be part of it, it doesn't matter. You know, we, sh- we still should do it anyway. It, just, mm. it doesn't matter if someone doesn't want to be involved in it. You just, just do it for the right and the but, yeah, respect it, of Jimmy. I so. mean,
5: it should have been done... It shouldn't have needed. I mean, I know I, I, I've spoken to people within the club, like the, the likes of Oli, who said he's, he's been he's been mentioning for a while that he's doing. Mm. So it's 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 not like there hasn't been anyone suggesting it should be done, is
2: it? And it's not like we've had no ground improvements either. Yeah. Was it two seasons ago they made this big thing about? Oh, we've relayed the pitch, we've painted the stairs, we've changed mm. some of the seats. New screen and all yeah, that. Yeah, we've done all that. You, the least you could do is do the the stand sign. I mean, and arguably, like Nafe says, that's probably the, the most important because we need to show respect to one of the greatest managers we've ever had.
5: Mm. Ashley Peters says The confirmation that Thomas Dryden doesn't work in his underpants made me laugh out loud. On the train, I mean, what, whereas we, it was confirmed he doesn't work in his underpants. I mean, does that mean he's naked? Yeah, he yeah, don't say what. It could be a G string. Yeah, could have been anything. Yeah. Fong. So uh, that that the, the question. Maybe next time I interview him, I'll ask him that question. Just a quick one from Muttley. Says Slade is negative when he was uh, with Cardiff. They were one nil up against us, and we went down to ten men. Peters gambled with three at the back, and we pressed them. He gambled on Slade being a coward, and it paid off, and we got a draw. As Slade was frightened to react and go for a second, which he should have done. When one nil up against Wimbledon and Oldham, he was frightened to go for it on Tuesday. He didn't take Novak off until the 89th minute and kept Botaka on the bench. No urgency in terms of what was happening on the pitch because we were winning. Right now on the... Uh, was it yesterday there was a uh, some what was it today I can't remember some correspondence from uh, the coalition against Roland du Châtelet Card have announced they're going to resume their protest activity starting with the home game against Coventry City on October the 15th Uh, they said they announced during the summer that in keeping with the general wish to give Russell Slade and his squad every opportunity to demonstrate their ability to mount a promotion challenge and to begin to reverse the club's decline it would not interrupt early matches the team's performance and results are given little indication of any improvement but more importantly, the messages from the club in recent weeks have shown that claims that they have learnt their lesson and corrected mistakes are little more than empty rhetoric. The cowardly secretly, uh, secret visit to London last week by owner Chatelet, who has not attended a match in England since October 2014 and dismissed the club as merely 1.5% of his business interests, shows he has no intention of, refor- of reforming his attitude and behaviour. His chief executive, Catherine Mayer, continues to focus on her personal agenda uh, when the club she supposedly runs is in crisis joining the FA Council, unsuccessfully seeking election to the Football League Board and next posing as a judge at the Football Business Awards. Meanwhile, and despite a switch to a British manager and players, an arrogant and foolish interview by the raging Belgian-based, uh, Belgian-based computer analyst and scout, Thomas Dryzen confirms he is just as involved as before, still interfering on the basis of watching videos and live feeds of uh, matches. The cumulative effect of this incompetent and increasingly ridiculous leadership is failure on the pitch and failure off of it, uh, encapsulated by the loss of almost 40% of season ticket holders this year and a corresponding collapse in the atmosphere at home games. Any manager would struggle in these circumstances, notwithstanding the obvious flaws in the squad that's been put together and the arguments behind the scenes during its assembly. Charlton remains the club in crisis and that crisis is caused by the ownership of Roland Duchatelet. We will now step up our efforts to remove him and we call on all those who care about the club's future to join us, given the likely makeup of the crowd for Saturday's football for a five-a-match against Rochdale, we do not propose to take any disruptive action this weekend. But further announcements about the commentary match will follow. We call on all Charlton fans to come and support the protests on October the fifteenth. We are liaising with the commentary fans and hope that they will join us in force to show the contempt all football fans have for the Chatelet and the Mayor regime. So, what did you guys make of
2: that? I thought it was brilliant. I think, well, first of all, it's nice of him not to do it this weekend because my granddad's down and he do not come <laughs> to many games, so thanks for that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think um, when that statement went out, I think Big DL on, on Twitter said, you know, nothing has changed and those people who thought that they have because they've brought in British experience in terms of players and manager, as far as he's concerned, nothing has changed. And, you know, the players arguably are better quality or, or some of them, or not better quality than what we had last season, but certainly good quality for this level. Um, if Saturday afternoon is bad, then that 's bad because of what 's going on in the week and you either put down that down to slade 's coaching, which is potential, but you would think given his experience in this league, probably not, or it 's the whole atmosphere around the club and everything which all leads back to the ownership and how the club 's being run so I think they're spot on about catching and f- whether it's true or not I don't know but the feeling and the way it comes across is that she's more interested in her own CV than, than running the club um, with these sort of extra ventures she's going out and trying and the Pilates class and the Pilates class it, the Pilates <laughs> that wasn't class, on today if
5: anyone's wondering by the way no Pilates when I got here so um, <laughs> so I've
2: come in my lycra for no reason yeah exactly <laughs> Dreizen wasn't there was he? You know, he <laughs> <He's> um, <bent. laughs> so yeah I think Look, we've like they've said they've given him a chance And uh, we've not really improved. So, yeah, let's make Saturdays a bit more interesting Mm -hmm. again because it's been a bit dull, hasn't it, anyway?
5: Daniel Farmer says, Given the club and Slade my full support for 10 games, now nothing has changed. Really still the same mistakes behind the scenes, so I'm fully supporting Card on their ongoing uh, fight to get rid of this toxic regime once and for all. And we'll be urging people I know to do the same. So I hope them supporters that are staying away will come back and help fight for the club that we all love. Roland out. Cheers, guys. That's from Dan Farmer there. Um... It, it was always going to be the case, and I hope uh, I hope i 'm not speaking slightly out of turn here, but if if we 'd started this game on a ten match winning run this season on a ten match winning run th- there wouldn 't be protests from the majority of fans I mean there 'd still be people within card and within you know the fan base who, who still don 't trust the regime and you know don 't like the fact that thomas is still in, thomas dryden is still involved don 't like the fact that katrine 's still here don 't like the fact that Ronan still owns us no matter no matter how well we do. But I guess the fact that we haven't started now, you we're know, we getting to the 10-game stage now. We've won twice. You know that, that, That's a bad start in anyone's book, and, and that is just going to add fuel to the fire. And it does sort of prove that you know if we, if we had won 10 games, and you, you could argue that, oh, maybe they have changed their ideas for the better, but we haven't. The reason we got relegated is because things aren't working here. Uh, the reason people want to protest is because this whole idea of what's happening isn't working. So you can understand why, with, with a similarly bad run at the start of this season, why it's going to kick off again.
3: Yeah, I mean, like you said, if we did win those first ten games, I think I think you'd have a nucleus of uh, fans that would still maintain, um, you know, the the dislike. But again, you would have another section of the fans that would probably go, like you said, yeah, everything's a little bit better now. It's, it's seeming it's better, so we're going to go back to the way it was and. Um, not the way it was. That it was crap. But the way it was, that, you know, we're <laughs> on morning. the right track, sort yeah. of thing. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and to be fair, that it, it was all. It, it, it would happen because it's natural. Because you know, when you're winning, you want to watch your team when you're playing well, when you're top of the league and you're unbeaten. You know, it's natural. But um, you know, the nucleus has stayed there, and and now you know they've given given it a little bit of time to see if it's changed, and clearly not. So and then obviously they're now going to pick it all back up again. So. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see what what's in store for commentary. If that's the is the yeah. commentary game, commentary game. Yeah, I mean
5: they have their they have their own process against CSU anyway. But right, we've uh, we run out of time here. Chelton live on Maritime Radio. So we will gonna be back in thirty seconds or so. We're gonna preview this Saturday's game with uh, Rochdale, and of course we're gonna do our Chelton connection for this week.
4: his lovely touch goes around his player chips across the box jackson oh! yes! yes what an no, goal no! by johnny jackson arriving late in a box is with a pinpoint cross and the skippers give a chalton the lead
5: so welcome back to and live here on maritime radio this is the big match pv and as we do every week on the big match preview it's a time to uh uh, to look ahead or oh, card have just released something actually i have to read that while we're playing this tiny little bit of audio just to let you know who is this week's uh, Charlton Connection it's George, George, from He scores, scores from 35 yards Yeah I guess The, the, the one problem Dale. With me now Having to work at games Is that the fan base Don't get my genius <laughs> Where I make up songs Like Dale Scores Goals from 35 yards Dale Stevens there uh, That was me and my mate Singing that song Away at Blackburn Before he scored a goal In that game From 35 yards Genius uh, Dale Stevens. now Now he's a, a player Who we could do with Right now in yeah. the midfield Isn't he Well
3: just a little bit A little bit of uh, Nice flair Nice little bit of Composure on the ball a bit the creative person and who sort of grabs the game and... Yeah, I think he, he was... I know people that didn't like him uh, for,
5: for he whatever he... He gave yeah. the ball away a lot.
3: And then you had an element of fans that loved him. And that he, was one, he was really one of those one of those players that seemed to be a hit or miss. Of he, I, I liked him. Um, I just think he gave us a little bit... Just a, diff, a bit of an edge. Um, and he could... You know, he's got a few... Crucial goals for us, and 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 it was proved that when you know when he was linked with Villa, and when he wanted to move back up north and went to Brighton, um, which was you know you're going to have interest, and then it, the move didn't happen for him when he was going to supposed to be going to Burnley in the summer, and so you know he, he, we always knew he had potential. It was just for him to be consistent, and um, yeah, there was many many a time. So I mean, I, there was a I put a tweet out um, uh, this morning actually when I was at when I drove in, but uh, you had uh, Stephen Cole. Uh, who said that the scenes when he scored at Birmingham away? I
5: remember that <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, I could barely stand up. on That game. Yeah.
3: <laughs> what through alcohol? Or just yeah, through... No,
5: yeah, through that. Yeah, because <laughs> I'd because I have uh, Birmingham friends. This is the first time I'd got going to go into their pub, and they were keeping me well, well, beveraged And uh, <laughs> yeah, had a great, great day. First, eh? Yeah,
3: <laughs> uh, you had uh, S- Scott Wilkes said these last minute winner versus uh, last minute wonder goal versus Bearer, Berry. And the Super Dell video that followed. I don't. I can't remember
5: that yeah, video. yeah will watch have that Super that? video? Yeah, I'll try and tweet you out uh, yeah. on the channel live. Or if later. Yeah, or Scott. If Scott together, does yeah. it. Yeah, I ain't quite seen, quite that. Funny,
3: yeah. seen that. I'll have to see that. James Wyndham send, uh, sent sent in saying first game in the season against Bournemouth. Top left hand corner. Steam through them and the rest of the mm. league. Yeah, see, Can I, I think I, I think
5: James Wyndham's got his goals confused. Because do you remember that it was actually Waggy who scored that goal, but everyone like BBC. Oh, yeah. The BBC, that it, the BBC yeah, put out it was Dale Stevens. And the the old
3: the old FIFA celebration yeah Yeah. Yeah, that was Ste-
5: Stevens did score a goal in that game he just scored like a bit of a, a swept one home the first one but yeah uh, it might Waggy. have been top left hand corner though no bottom, <laughs> bottom right uh, but Waggy uh, Waggy scored a really yeah, good goal in yeah, that game which the funny. BBC, oh, BBC accredited to Stevens yeah stole it
3: yeah and then and then uh, Daniel Basham uh, said it again the 96th minute Ish equaliser at home to bury. Yeah,
5: that's such a good straight line, watching that one. Yeah, watching yeah. that one earlier today. Uh, Martin Taxi tweeted in on Dale Stevens, An excellent passer, fantastic partnerships with Hollands and Jacko. He could score some absolute crackers. I remember we scored a decent one at home to Doncaster as well. Actually, mm. uh, the game that got replayed after it got rained off. So that is uh, very briefly our trouble connection for this week. Dale Stevens. Uh, uh, mainly because we've run out of time we've only got four minutes now to look ahead to this Saturday's game with Rochdale I mean uh, Slade's press conference today is talking quite clearly about how we have to have to have to react to that to that performance on, on Tuesday um, and, and football for a fire as well so it's probably going to be about 30 odd people extra <laughs> in the ground this week
2: <laughs> yeah I think um, yeah we've got to we've got to make, make a change um, Rochdale uh, side in form as well they haven't lost since the 3rd of September um, they've won their last three in the league, including Fleetwood, who obviously we drew against, and Bolton, who are, we, we couldn't beat either. Um, they've, they are lower than us, but just because of a poor start, but they're going to come here in form. But perhaps that means they're going to be a bit more open, and if we do play those two wingers, which we've been saying week after week after week we need to do, then maybe there's going to be a bit more space to exploit you know, in behind them.
5: And We, we heard Terry asking uh, Russell after the game here on Tuesday about yeah, you know, is he, is he expecting a few knocks on these doors? Which you know, people, players coming and saying, "Come on, why am I not in your team?" You know, that mm. happens. And you know, you, you think Jordan Botaka, I mean, he's he's already had a knock on his door with that. Not over the Yeah, <laughs> he was fun yeah, to come down
2: with me too. and he was just carrying a football as yeah. well. as you do, <laughs> as you
5: do. I mean, Jordan Botaka, right? So now he's been on come down with me. He tweeted a four way topless Skype call between him and some of his mates the other day. He's a great lad, isn't he? I love him. Yeah, but and and should he be starting on Saturday?
3: Yeah. I think him and I think him and a Jose be knocking. I don't even think they will be knocking. I reckon they'll be thumping at
2: that door. To be honest. <laughs> Breaking it down. Yeah,
3: but, uh, they've got. I mean, it, I can see changes in that. I can mm. three at four at least. They it, mm. it has to. I mean, the jo- Josie and Bataka for them to start, they've got they've got to do something. I, f- I can see Mac and a Jose going up top and. I reckon he's really got to go for yeah. it. So.
5: Just noticed that Maritime are taking the clock down off the wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's yeah. right. There's one on the computer as well. We've got a minute and a half. <laughs> um, <laughs> top down. So, where's yeah. the heck yeah. um, so um, Professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jason Pierce, I mean, uh, again, we're not sure. We, we know that he's. <laughs> we we found out after the Oxford game that because of his concussion he has to have a uh, maths test to find out if he's uh, if he's well enough in the head I mean he, he's I mean that was nearly that was well over a week ago he, I mean surely uh, are we getting to the stage now where we wonder if he is just bad at maths He <laughs> well, failing we, it.
3: we don't know it could be like algebraic expressions <laughs> or something I mean I'd foul that every day <laughs> wait, but yeah, I mean... Yeah, hopefully Do you think that. he's got a
5: chance? I mean, him and Bauer together would, you imagine, be pretty decent. I liked them. At, they were together at Scunforth
2: and I, I thought that they played well. Yeah. I like Pearcey. Yeah. I, I really like Pearcey. Yeah, same. I think the... Thing from Slade's press conference today is he's not sure about Bauer either, though. Mm. So if they're both yeah, it's out, a potential hip issue. So and Konza, would would I think Conza and Len- Rojo. Was
5: Lennon not back? Because he
2: because he only got one right, game. It's it's I presume there should yeah, only be so a one game anyway. But him and Conza obviously yeah. are very inexperienced. Yeah.
5: Anyway, right. Let's have a very quick prediction from both of you, Tom. Oh,
2: God, I hate doing this. I'm always wrong. Um, pff, two one Charlton.
5: Two one Charlton knife. Four two Charlton. Four two. <laughs> you're always right as well. so I look forward to that <laughs> yeah excellent stuff right uh, we've run out of time here on Maritime Radio this has been Charlton Live the big man for you thank you to both Tom and Nathan for coming in cheers Louis don't cheers, forget mate. to uh, come and join us here at 7pm on Sunday evening as we look back at whatever happens against uh, Rochdale on Saturday come on you Reds. <laughs>